Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. My next guests, Jen Smedley and Kristen Hensley, hashtag iMomSoHard, began as a popular web series by real-life best friends and comedians and moms. One night over a glass of wine and many tears of frustration, these two friends decided to tell a different kind of story. With a camera, two husbands, a babysitter, and bottomless mimosas, Kristen and Jen decided to speak openly about their fears and failures and prove the only way to survive motherhood is through laughter and friendship. Both women write and produce hashtag IMSH with a common goal. Maybe we can make you feel better about the job you're doing if you see the terrible job we're doing. (laughs) The videos have received nearly 300 million views worldwide in just three years. This phenomenon that Kristen and Jen created has since nabbed development by Warner Brothers TV. The comedians have sold out two national tours, written a New York Times best-selling book, landed branded deals with Fortune 100 companies, and tapped a stand-up comedy special for Amazon Prime Video, launching the network's first stand-up comedy platform. In the coming months, the women will premiere their weekly podcast and announce a children's book with Harper Collins. But right now, Kristen Hensley and Jen Smedley are in my heart. Welcome, girls. Boy, that was a long bio because you are cooking with gas. Welcome. That was amazing. And it also tells me we got to update that thing because we've been doing this for five years now, right? I know. I was going to ask that question because... I know in just three years, you guys hit like launch, but okay. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. First of all, y'all I know are from Nebraska, both of you, and now you live in LA. Tell me about how it started with you two besties. Well, we actually, we're both, you know, we're both from Nebraska. I'm from a really small town and I went to school in Lincoln and Jen's from like right outside of Omaha in Bellevue. And like, we had all the same friends in Lincoln. We both went to school there and we never met. Like it's insane what our Venn diagram looks like of just people that we know in common. And then we moved out to LA at different times and we both started doing comedy and shows and improv and whatnot. And one fateful night, uh, I was invited to a comedy show. And uh, when you're doing comedy in LA and you don't have a ton of heat, you have to bribe your friends to show up. So you offer them free beer and then you drink in a parking lot after, which was very regular for Jen and I, cause we're from Nebraska. 
And so then we were in this parking lot after she was in a comedy show that I saw. And I thought she was really funny. I thought she wore a lot of accessories, but she was very funny. That's a compliment for me. I appreciate that. I I just kept going, oh, my God, she has so much. How does she hold her neck up? There's like 14 necklaces on it. Then we met in the parking lot. We became fast friends. We just like cut, excuse the term, we cut the shit and went right to the to the good stuff. That's awesome. So you guys were both doing stand up comedy. Tell me how that happened. Well, kind of the hard part about us doing comedy together before, which ended up being like the strength in what we're doing now is we would get on stage to do a comedy show and just laugh at each other rather than like really perform. And it it was just like we were sitting at a bar having like drinks with each other and laughing at what the other one was saying, which is not really what you're supposed to do in comedy comes off as a little cheeky. But doing it for a web series seems to work, evidently. So, yeah, we were both doing a lot of improv and any chance we had to get up together if the worlds collided and we got to do it together, we just had such a blast. And I think Jen's being very fair in her description. I think what she means to say is Jen would talk and all I would do is laugh my ass off (laughs) like a complete non-professional and to so much so that like even the directors of our show were like, you know, you didn't say a single word. And I was like, I, I can't. So then we, you know, we started doing the, the web series video after one night after having wine. And that's very true. We were both feeling just really, you know, you think you have kids and you're like, oh man, I'm, there goes the days of doing comedy shows. Cause they all start at 10 PM. You're like, nobody's doing a stand up brunch or oh, like an improv 9am or you lay know? down in pajamas at that time of night. I'm done for. So we thought, let's just do something that we can do together. And the whole point is to yes, make moms feel better, but also just to be together and do this thing that just always ends up making us laugh, which as you know, as a mom, you need more of that all the time. So yeah. that's kind of how it all started. Well, laughter breeds laughter. So the fact that you were laughing at her jokes as a comedian, I mean, that's one of my favorite things. All the the bloopers or like when on Saturday Night Live, they can't hold it in because they're just so damn funny. It yeah. makes you laugh even harder. You know what I yeah. mean? They're laughing at themselves and they can't hold it together. So, you know, laughter breeds laughter. So it's good that you laugh at each other and you keep it light. Like you guys are so funny about that. But you're talking oftentimes about serious topics that, you know, you've come in contact with now. Okay, wait, let me back up one more time. Sorry. How long did you know each other until you started having kids? Or did you have kids when you met? No, no, no. We had a whole life before kids. But I feel a bit blurry. Yeah. I'm like, it started at one bar and ended (laughs) it after hours. And somebody said it was like six years long. So it it was probably like about five years. But the first time that we had our first like friend date, we fell so much in love because we make each other laugh, like ugly laugh harder than anybody else. Where like, if you were on a date, you'd be mad, like a double date. You'd yeah. be like, you're making me laugh like that where you're like, <laughs> like your nose crinkles up. You're like, yeah. you can see your tonsils. Oh, I know it. Yes. We, we like traded leather jackets, which we still have. Yeah. And like we just instantly fell in love. And then I met my husband and she was like, she was like my co-date all the time. He would bring both of us. He's a very gentlemanly New Yorker and he would like pay for our dinners. I had to put out. How's that fair? I I did not. It was delightful. It's the easiest dating situation I've ever been in. I was like, I'm going to go home now and uh, thanks for the dinner. And I don't have to make out with anybody. I'm just going to adios. You two have fun. Lovebirds. 
So she meets her husband on this one Thursday and like by Tuesday she's pregnant. So like our <laughs> world changed very quickly. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. So you went through babies together and were you being funny about having kids or, or like, tell me how, cause I know it was like husbands and kids and mimosas, but when did you really know that you had to put this into a podcast? When did you know that your comedy between each other had to be shared? How, what was the realization? Well, I think first, the first place we, we started was we did a web series and I remember Jen came over to my house and she had um, Dashiell and Delilah and her, the age difference between her kids are the same as mine, except Finn is two years older than her oldest. So it goes 10, eight for me and eight, five, wait, no, eight, Delilah's almost six, right? She'll be six in August. Yeah. So we have the same age difference in our kids, except I was first. So she brought over the kids and I knew she was having the hardest time because she was wearing this weird hat. And I was like, this is not typical Jen. This hat does not go with the outfit. So either she has not washed her hair or done her roots. And so (laughs) shit is hitting the fan here. And she was just having, like, it was the hardest. She was trying to nurse. She was... I had a toddler, like you never feel like you actually physically look up from little heads. You're like always. So everybody went outside in the backyard and Jen and I, uh, we were having a glass of wine. And I remember we were just both like fast talking to say like, I'm doing everything wrong. And you're the only person that's going to make me feel like what I did isn't the worst thing in the world. And then I remember we were like, do you think do you think other people feel like this? Right. And that was sort of the nugget. And then yes. Jen's very proactive and she like, she called me, she's like, let's do this thing. Let's do this. And so we did, and man, it was a real mess and we did it all wrong. We, we went in with a, the best of intentions, but in this weird brain of ours, we were like, we have to be super peppy. We have to be happy and peppy. And it doesn't matter that both of us feel like shit. We are peppy. Like and Kelly then, Ripa, just yeah, the whole time. Just we, like, we were like, then we got there and we started filming and we were like, we should probably introduce ourselves like really good hosts. And I did my introduction. And meanwhile, I had like, literally, I have a zit here too, but I had a zit that literally morphed my face. It was like a softball like on a my boil. And I'm like, let's just <laughs> all not look at the other person in the room here, which is this guy that decided to show up. And I was sweating because I was on my period. So I was like, God, but be peppy, you know? And then Jen, so I introduced my kid's name and then we went to Jen and Jen fully forgot her daughter's name and I exploded. Okay. She was four months old and she was, she breastfed like every hour, like 24 hours a day. So I was a zombie. Mommy brain. Totally. totally. But here's the deal. She wasn't going to come if I called her like it, (laughs) it, it it didn't do any good. We could have changed yeah. her name at that point. It wouldn't have made any difference. No, like, a, really. like a good friend, she just laughs her head off at me. But that was kind of the proof of like, look, you if you have a good friend that like laughs at you and doesn't shame you when you do something that is like horrifying as a mother, like you got to hang yeah. on to that. That's rare. I have two kids, too. They're two and a half years apart. And my first born was really sick when he was born. He was in the oh. hospital. We didn't think he was going to live. He actually wound oh. up having a liver transplant at six months old. Like nothing is what they say it is. I'm like, I just saved his life. And I did notice for the first time 
the shaming, the looks that people give you. We live in the country. So when he was getting older, we pee outside and things like that. And one day in Central Park in the middle of the playground, he whips down his pants and pees in the sand. And this woman like accosted me about my kid peeing. I was like, it happens to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most important thing is that we recognize that like, you know, it goes back to that old thing of like, you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know the day they've had. You don't know. It's kind of not your business. It's your business to be there as a support, especially among all of us as moms and women. Like, you know, we always make the joke like a mom friend doesn't judge you when you're screaming at your kids. She offers to hold your coffee so you can use both hands. Yes. Like, you're always in the worst moment of your life. You're right. There is such this fairy tale that we're told because if we were told the other thing it would be sucky too you know they're like no one tells you like hey you're gonna go out in and have this nine pound baby and you're gonna come out yeah. fatter you're gonna like, be torn belly button to shoulder blades yeah <laughs> nobody you're gonna be wearing your husband's shirt and yeah. it's not gonna fit and Four he's years. poundy so yeah. you're gonna feel like a real asshole when you leave you're gonna have, be sore and the first poop you do is going to tear you apart. No one tells you that. No one's telling you any, the truth because they don't. (laughs) Yeah. We find all the time that like, you know, we have this network of like 2 million plus moms that are just cool. They're like the chicks that you want to hang out with. And we really try to celebrate that. There really is more of those people in the world. It's just that like a negative message resonates in your head so much Mm -hmm. or like a little bit of shame, especially when you care so much about something like your baby. But I mean, everybody has shoved their baby back into a stroller and sworn at the zoo. Like there isn't an Instagram mom on the planet who has not had that ugly moment and been like, anybody see that? Anybody see that? You know, like, yeah, if we're honest about it, we've all been the mom we didn't want to be. We're just saying, here it is. Like, judge it if you want to. But overwhelmingly, the response has been me too versus shame on you. Yeah. Or me too. Let me tell you what I did that's worse. And that's yeah. delightful. <laughs> like, we did one. <laughs> the one where we we did a video basically talking about just that, that like, I, I think Finn had fallen off the bed and I was like devastated. And it, cause he was an infant. I have still no idea how physically this happened. Yes. I literally lodged him between two pillows. I went to grab my laundry basket to come back in and fold it. And he fell off the bed. And I, to this day, shudder when I think about it. And yeah. I literally called the pediatrician's office and they were like, this happened so much that we're asking you don't bring him in. And I was <laughs> like, and they're like, is he, is he crying? And I was like, nope, he's fine. I'm not fine. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. so I called Jen and I was like, so embarrassed. And then, you know, this is when you tell those stories, there could be judgment, but instead people are like, oh yeah. One time we were going fishing and one of my kids fell out of the back seat. We didn't know it for two miles. <laughs> they just, they want to show you their dirty laundry because they want to make you feel better. And I feel like whenever that is the goal, then we're all a little bit more compassionate. Like no mother on a plane likes when her kid is screaming. She's not sitting there like, isn't he? He's expressing himself, isn't he? (laughs) He's mortified. So don't judge her, help her. Right. You know, get up and help her. And if she doesn't want the help, then she's trying to be a hero. We all have to be willing to let someone help us. And we have to also be that person that it's like, you know what? I'm going to hold your, but I'm going to, I'm going to buy you a drink. I'm going to hold your baby for 30 minutes. Even if this baby's crying, yeah. he's crying with you too. He doesn't like you. doesn't like me. You have a cocktail. We'll be fine. Yeah. You know? Especially when traveling. 
What were some of the stories like a woman had a newborn end or like at the toddler stage? Like you got to tell us some. I I can't tell you the number of times that women write these messages. And this is not the story of the message. They'll introduce themselves. They'll be like, hi, I'm Carrie. I have a three month old, a two year old. I have two sets of twins and I have a 14 year old. And you're and you're like, wait, 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 what? Why? Why stop having sex with your husband? He is bad news. He is potent. Too fertile. Yeah. Too fertile. You, uh, fertile. you need to get like us and just be not into it. And, uh, and so we're always amazed at the number of kids people have and how fast they have them. <laughs> I told my husband it was a medical impossibility for us to have a baby a year after there. <laughs> There was a woman that called like when we started doing this, we had no idea like how well it would take off or how quickly. So Kristen's phone number was on our website and she would get calls from like the East Coast, you know, like five in the morning. And we got this one. This woman called and was like, oh, girl, this C-section scar. She'd had a baby like two days ago. And she was like, how come nobody tells you about this? Like a cut in half like a samurai sword and Kristen's like do we need to call an ambulance for you like do you have a friend you're trying to get a hold of like what is why are you calling us I but on some level you feel so honored because you know like you were saying before we have this idea of what motherhood's going to be and we have to we have to lean into that we can't give ourselves the truth truth because then you <laughs> take away the the beauty of it in some way but man there is something that happens like this curtains open and you're like where yeah. the fuck was everybody when they did we were we just had a sprinkle two days ago nobody told me about this yeah yeah like, exactly nobody you tells have- you that you're gonna need the newborn diapers for yourself yeah <laughs> Exactly. Do you remember reading the mommy books? You know, when you're about when you have your first baby uh, in the valley and you have like the stack of mommy books. Did you I did. And them? then I would give her the um, brief version of them, the cliff notes. Yeah. Yeah. It took Kristen and I a couple weeks maybe to discuss was I got a hemorrhoid that shot. My <laughs> he was like, I'm going to send you to a specialist. And I never had a hemorrhoid. I went to my husband and I was like, I felt like, you know, when a dog gets poop stuck in their butt and you're like, something's wrong. You're yeah. there. I was like walking weird. And I was like, honey, everything hurts. And I don't, it's awful. You got to look. And he's like, you ma'am have a hemorrhoid and like, we're not going to have sex for a while, but <laughs> great. Great. Totally. I was no like, fine about that. No, no one. So I did not. I, I got one, too. And I had never had one before. And I was trying to lose the 100 pounds that you and, you know, the baby comes out and you're left with this humongous deflated inner tube around your midsection. It's so much yeah. better when the baby's in the belly. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the pretty yeah. I used to call it when I started my uh, fashion company, which I now sold. But yummy. I used to call it the yummy tummy because the baby was in the belly. And then when the baby came out, it was not so yummy anymore. It was like literally a deflated inner tube around my midsection. And like. I was trying to go running to try to like lose the weight and I had a hemorrhoid and I did not know what it was. And I was like, what? I had to stop running. I was like, what is what? Women are so tough in that for that very reason. Like, uh, you know, like they, they find out there's this problem and they just handle it. There's yeah. no like, oh, I'm going to feel sorry for myself. Cause I have a balloon in my butt. I'm going to, you're like, um, this, I got to fix this and then move on. You know, yeah, like, I, gotta, I, just, I have no time. Yeah. All of a sudden you have this very needy roommate who is super demanding that you have to keep alive. Never pays any rent. 
Everything is falling out from the belly button down. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was an animal. Our generation, it's so refreshing because, you know, my mother and her mother were told, you don't talk about this. You don't talk about it. I mean, my grandmother would probably lay on the floor if she heard even a quarter of what we just said. (laughs) You know what I mean? My you know, and they were nurses too. Both my grandmothers were nurses, but my mom, we just didn't, she, I would say to her mom, why didn't you tell me? And she said, well, the joy of, of you kids was so wonderful that I forgot all that. You know what I mean? You forgot all that. Was but she what, holding a martini when she yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was just, it was so fifties. What a fifties response. You know what I mean? Like, I love that you bring these experiences to light for, for everybody. And what's really magical about it too is, is your friendship. You know, I want to talk about the best friend side of life too, because what's really, what you kind of do is you pull back the curtain and obviously you're a comedian. So you're so super funny about it, but you pull back the curtain into the reality of what best friends talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's so lovely and refreshing and Talk a little bit about your friendship and working together and getting through hurdles. I mean, everything can't be all rosy. Like you said, you you are in business together. You're building stuff like that together. Do you ever have challenges that you have of to course. work through? Yeah. yeah, of course. But we have this rule where we say, all right, each person gets two punches, but it's only uh, boobs or butt. There's no, yeah, no faces, butt or gut, yeah. no faces. Cause it's how we make our money. So yeah. <laughs> just a strong punch to the midsection. Uh, but we have to warn each other so we can actually try to flex cause our core yeah. strength isn't great. So we just do boobs or butt generally. Yeah. Well, we actually love the question. We were thinking, you know, we have a live show that's coming up this summer. Uh, we're writing a new one. We're like, maybe we should talk about that because people will like cautiously write us messages and say, like, do you guys ever disagree? And we're like, yes, like we're uh, brothers. Like, yeah, we do. And but we love each other. We have like a marriage. And so we get through it. You know, like there's this idea. We always think that like women are so precious and that you're going to like, you know, neither one of us ever has the intention when we're disagreeing to like hurt the other one. It's a difference of opinion and we're adults and we can do it. And it's like, I wish more women understood that you can do that. Yeah. I think for Jen and I, and I think in, in, especially in terms of business, cause you're right. Like all of a sudden this thing that we had this friendship there was, I remember in the very beginning, I was like, this thing is becoming a thing. And while I knew that whatever Jen and I put our heads together doing that, I knew it would be good because we both, I I think she's so talented and I knew that we would just do our very best and like it would do something. But when it became this much bigger thing, there was a moment I was like, will this affect our friendship? Cause I'm, I love this person so much. I don't want anything to, to break the friendship or to put strain on it or change it. And what I realized is like, all of a sudden you're going into meetings with somebody who's looking out for you and you're looking out for them. And it's a wonderful power. Like I would not have had the courage to say half the things I've said, if it was just me alone, but because I knew that my best friend was in the room with me, I was like, no, 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 that doesn't sound like the right thing. Or I, I, you know what, those clothes that you picked out for us, those, those hurt her feelings and they hurt my feelings. Like we can communicate in that way. And that's really powerful. And I think that's what women need to think about is like a partnership. Isn't two girls that are going to get catty and say the meanest things to each other. Cause we are emotional ninjas and you have to be careful with your power. Yeah. So when you're in an argument, you can't be brutal about it. Yeah. You have to get in it. You can be fired up, but you have to think to yourself, 
I love this person. I don't want to hurt her. And so you fight like brothers, you get it out and then you hug, you punch and you're, you're, you have a drink and then you move on and you're stronger in the end. But you see a pair of earrings when you're out shopping and you just knew that the other one was going to love them. And that's how you say, I love you. And I'm sorry. And then yep, yeah. and I, you change their <laughs> tires. Cause you know, she hasn't rotated them in two years. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to you, but I'm taking your minivan. Yeah. <laughs> Our daughters are such good friends. Like we love this little budding relationship between them because they they've really grown up with each other even though there's like a two-year difference and they had their first like disagreement like the first time back from like quarantining where they got to like play with each other (laughs) it was it was it was also dumb but it was like they they both were emotionally fatigued from the excitement Mm -hmm. and stress of all of it and we were both like no no no, you guys love each other just figure it out you know work it out don't say anything mean. Bit. Yeah. Work it out. The goal is to get right, not to yeah. stay mad. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think Jen and I've been, we feel so lucky and so grateful for the, everything that we've been able to do. And we feel so dedicated to the group of moms that have put us here that when you have that going for you, you just cut the shit in a lot of ways. When we are focusing on these little micro things, it means you you need to get busy. You need to get busy doing something that makes you feel good. Cause like, then, then it doesn't matter. Like, I can't tell you we've had photo shoots A photo shoot sounds so fancy and it is fancy. And you know what that's like, but for our book cover, I had one outfit and Jen did not try on the dresses that she bought. And so we were pinning them behind each other, but we were like, we don't have time to care. Like they're going to have to get something that works. Our kids are in soccer in four hours. Like let's get the party started, you know? And that's very freeing and very wonderful. That's great. Because when you have each other by, you know, each other's side, then it's all okay because you were there to say, who cares if the dress is too big? We're just going to give me some clips. We'll clip it. Yeah. And you make the other feel better. And my friend Aviva Drescher taught me this and I want to teach it to you. She says, say what you mean, but don't say it mean. That's nice. Isn't that nice? Say what you mean, but don't say it mean. Well, we do a thing where we say what we mean and it's, hey, how do I look in this dress? Your hips look like potatoes, but your boobs are banging. (laughs) We're going to grab this photo, you know. (laughs) I, we were so funny with each other with, I'll say, Jen, I think that dress is an amazing choice, but I don't think you're going to be happy with the results. Like we've (laughs) learned how to say things in a way or Jen, Jen will be like, I think you're not going to be happy that you wore a t-shirt to this meeting. Like (laughs) it's a very good exercise for everybody in general to just chew on your words sometimes before you spit them out because you know what I mean? It's like a good, easy practice. And when you're, uh, you know, an A personality and you know, you're always moving and I do, I've learned to, to be softer. You know what I mean? Yeah. To kind of open and be softer and you get a lot further that way. It takes more time. I think you yes. and I are the similar. I'm sort of a just say it person, but I think that I've hurt people's feelings doing it like that. So I've, I've tried to become nicer, but in my head, I'm like, take three sentences to say this in a nicer way. <laughs> so I'm like, I really appreciate everybody's hard work on this. Everybody's doing a great job. And meanwhile, I just want to like, get to it, but you're right. Like the ramping into a nicer way of saying it is yeah. always a better way of doing it. I yeah. just need to calm 
It's better. It's better for her too. When you do that, Kristen, though, because if you will pay in for like days. Yeah. You think you said something that hurts someone. Right. You're totally. worried about what you did. And then you, you, you have anxiety and regret that you didn't do, you know, they hurt someone's feelings or something. So it does pay off. You're right. It does pay off in the end to just take a second, take pause. You guys recently um, posted on social media about the days that when they're feeling really long and you're feeling really close to losing your shit, you know, and that <laughs> happens. And we just came out of the pandemic, which I have to talk about because, of oh, my course. God, you guys probably have great stories about that. But what are some helpful you know, tips that you can give people when they really need to reset? Generally speaking, a lot of people think that like comedians or people like you guys who are always like optimistic, like. That, you know what I mean? They don't, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, they, don't, yeah. they don't struggle yeah. like I do. They're so optimistic. Like they don't ever see the world like I do or whatever, but I know you do. And what are some of the tips that you guys go through? You know, how do you get through those humps? And what can you share with people about that? That's, that's so funny, Kristen, because we always say how like the thing that makes us funny is like sort of the awareness of our suffering, sort of yeah. like we kind of know what it is. And the thing that like unites us, maybe one of the reasons this last year has been so hard is it's been so insular. And to me, it felt like when I had a newborn baby and I didn't have the time, the ability, the anything to go out and connect with anybody else. And it felt like all my suffering was my own. And I was the only one who had it and could understand it. And I think the last like year or so has kind of felt like that for everybody that, you know, everybody was fighting with their husband. Everybody didn't know what the future held. Everybody was scared. Everybody was pissed. Everything was unfair, no matter what side you were on politically. Everything felt really bad. But because we couldn't connect like we used to, you felt like you were alone. And we always tell, especially new moms reach out, reach out to any like other mom who is going to help you laugh and going to help you feel better about stuff. You know who those moms are. It's probably not your mom. It's like, (laughs) right. When somebody says, Hey, if there's anything you need and you're like, yeah, my dishwasher loaded. Can you come over? You you say it, (laughs) you say it. It's, it's really tough. It is. You always feel like, I think it's human nature. I think it's the, the nature of women in particular that we feel like we're a bother and there's nothing a woman loves to do more. It's not about being a mother. It's about the way we are in our nature, which I think is so lovely. There's nothing that women love more than to help someone. Mm-hmm. Like we love to feel needed. We love sure. to feel like it's, I, I've, I can't tell you the number of times during quarantine when I, cause I'm not a very good cook where I learned to cook something new. And I was like, and I was like, I'm going to pay attention to the fact that right now in this terrible cloud of sadness. I made this good meal. It makes me feel right. so good about myself. Be here now. Be here. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is something. So like the women that are, you know, new mommies or you're feeling really low, it is so hard to feel like you can put yourself out there, but that's the time you have to do it. Um, I had a, a, a psychologist t- tell me one time that, um, depression in many ways is like descending a set of stairs and like, you're always, you, so you'll descend three and then it's really hard to get back up three or you'll descend six and you come back up three, but you're not quite back up to the top. And so I sort of believe metaphorically, we've all descended a set of stairs without, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how freaking chipper you think you are. We're all a little different after this year. And so we have to work really hard to get up those stairs. We have to like, connect, reach out, do the things that make you laugh, play music, touch the ground, touch the earth, get off your computers. It's, it's work like anything else, but we have to do it in order 
to find joy, I think. That's my big takeaway from this Beautiful, year. beautifully said. Bravo, bravo. You, of course, ditto that and second that. I know you do. <laughs> There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. I consistently struggled to find products that actually worked for and with my wavy hair versus straight against it, leaving it limp and lifeless. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been happier with my waves. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First Pros starts by asking you about you as a person with their consultation. And they look deep to find the real you, asking about your eating habits and exercise, as well as damage level and hair goals. Pros analyzed all my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in my custom routine. I have a pre-shampoo mask, my shampoo, my conditioner, and then I have a curl cream. And my hair's texture is softer and fuller and wavier than ever. It checks all the boxes because Pros is also an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. And I love that. Pros is a healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash in my heart. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash in my heart for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Get after it. I wanted to move into your futures a little bit, you know, after two national tours, a New York Times bestselling book, you know, a stand up comedy special for Amazon Prime Video, which actually launched their whole comedy platform. Hello. Congratulations on that. Uh, You know, what's next? What are your hopes and dreams, you know, for I Mom So Hard? And obviously you're not stopping. No. Well, we just released a, a kid's book a children's picture book that is just as much for moms as it is for kids. It's called the meanest of meanies. Everybody gets that. We love copies. Yes. I know we are writing a new stand-up tour that will start this fall, but we're also talking about how we would love to like help other versions of I mom so hard that are different moms and different voices like get going. We'd love to produce some of those things. Like we have ideas for projects and stuff like that. Ideas for our own sitcom again, that we want another chance at bat with, but we'd love to be able to like bring different voices to producers and, and networks and stuff and get those going if we can. Oh, I love that idea. So giving the spotlight to other women to yeah. their stories out and produce that. That's wonderful. Great idea. I love that. Yeah. So I'm be tuning in on everything. I'm coming to the tour. So oh, good. Up. Everybody get vaccinated so we can all go to concerts again and do all that fun stuff again and watch these two lovely ladies. How'd you find your freedoms? I mean, so I asked this question, everybody, because it means different things and it can change, you know, day by day. So generally speaking, as two amazing, hardworking, wonderful best friends and women and individuals, how do you each find your freedoms? And maybe you found some of them during the pandemic to keep yourself sane. I think it started to feel like we had our freedom. I felt like I was starting to get my freedom back when Jen and I could work together again, when we were going to great lengths to take a million COVID tests to limiting, you know, like we still did social distancing. It was just really hard. But every time 
something lifted or changed. It felt like there was a little bit of normal going on. And I just need where everybody else that's talking about being an introvert. I am the opposite. I need to be in a grocery store with people. I I need that. And so once I started to feel like I could do that and I wasn't scared, I I feel like those were the freedoms that I got back, but it took a really long time. And once that we got, once we got vaccinated, I was like, Lord Jesus. I never like wanted to shot my arm so bad in my life. It's hurt like a motherfucker. And I was so sick and I don't care. I'd do it again. Yeah. I got <laughs> sick from the shot. I think I didn't. I had zero um, issues. I got sleepy. That was about it. Yeah. It was I all good. Nothing, yeah. nothing I haven't experienced in a strong hangover. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. A little tequila didn't do for little, me. little tequila didn't do to me. Oh, that was worse. That was just, that was also my, my soul. <laughs> now that last three days too. Yeah. Now that's like eight days long. Yeah. You get the vaccination. Yeah. Nope. I had margaritas, <laughs> but I'm, um, but I'm signed up and I'm going I'm good vaccination. <laughs> this was just a hangover. <laughs> so Jen, what about you? I gained 15 pounds, which I know a lot of people did. And um, I had this really great plan that I was going to hit the gym and then the pandemic start, but that's what everybody says. And I'll go with that lie for a long time, but I got really down on myself and I was really feeling bad. And especially like, if you're not achieving anything, you're not having these good things to like, you're, you're kind of like feeling bad in all directions. And I was kind of feeling bad in all directions. And this bitch <laughs> makes me download the Peloton app literally against my will. Literally. I was like, I think I swore back to her. Like mm-hmm. when I finally agreed to do it on the text, I can't believe it. I'm as surprised as everybody else, but I started doing yoga and I dug myself out of a hole. I really do. Don't you feel like I'm different now, Kristen? I've been yeah. doing it. Like I'd rather do that than watch TV. I'm a strong TV watcher. So it's crazy to me that I am. And I, I hate when like, I was down and people would tell me like, Oh, you should work out or you should try blah, blah, blah. But it really, yeah. for me. it like, I turned my garage into a little mini yoga gym. And-, and you started with, with easy goal. You weren't like, I think that's the thing that is the point is like some of your classes were so short, but you felt like you accomplished something. And then you would add yes. time. It's like, 15 so because you're not minutes. like a three hour yoga yeah. class, which is n- never easy, you know? Yeah. Um, the other thing I think gave me back my freedom and my libido was Bridgerton. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's on that. Wasn't that amazing? Bridgerton did everything I needed it to do. That's what got me working out again, actually. That's got what. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not a big TV watcher. And so for me, with the pandemic, I really got to watch all of the programs, especially my girlfriend, Carol Radziwell, because she's a big TV watcher. And I, I, I love her. She's the best. And she would, she would be like, I would say, oh, there's nothing on TV. This is like before the pandemic. She's like, are you kidding me? There's the best TV and da, 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 da. And so during the pandemic, I watched like some of the, I watched Breaking Bad. I had never seen that. Of course, everybody <gasps> watched the Creek because it was the best <sighs> thing ever. You know what I mean? Like I watched all of these series and, and some that people didn't tell me to watch that I actually found on my own and then she got to share with someone else. And I felt so like in the know on television and Bridgerton was so good. Well, I just have loved having you guys on really so much. I'm so excited. I could talk to you for more time and I'm going to because you have more things coming up and we're going to be able to talk about more and I'm going to come to your comedy tour. But just in case people don't know you yet or have don't are not one of the 300 million people that follow you, where Jen and Kristen, can my guests find you if they don't already follow you? 
Facebook and Instagram. You just search I mom so hard. Just no tricky spelling. It's not French. It's just I mom so hard on Instagram also. And we do have a podcast. You can listen to it wherever podcasts are listened to. Yeah. You'll find Kristen watching TikTok. That's- I just find me watching TikTok, but we're not literally doing TikTok yet, but I'm going to figure out the app. I'm going to stop looking at thirst traps and I'm going to start doing content. Just give me a minute. I'm proud uh, of you for that. It's really intimidating. I need to be eight to figure it out, but yeah, then we've got, you can always go to imomsohard.com and you can find out when we're going to start touring. We're hoping that it starts in September, fingers crossed, but we're very excited about this next live show because we feel like we just want to serve up what everybody has needed for the last year and a half and go big or go home. That's right. And that's some good belly laughs. That's for sure. And laughter really truly is the best medicine. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, there's nobody on this God's green earth that makes me laugh harder than my best friend, Memmy. And she really fills my heart. And at the saddest times we roll, we ugly face laugh. We cry when we laugh. And sometimes we just look at each other and laugh. So yeah, I, from someone who has that in my life, and I'm so blessed with it, I I love to see you guys really project that to everybody. And so thank you so much to my guests, Jen and Kristen. This is in my heart. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Be sure to follow along at I am Heather T and send me any questions. And please don't forget to subscribe and download wherever you stream your podcast, or you can find me at heatherthompson.com as well. And join us next week for another episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.